for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Elk Camp, guys. Today's show is going to be a barn burner. We got the coaches in the house, and it's about to get real. We're going to talk today about how our mindset and our attitude affects our performance as a hunter. Do you truly believe that every time you go into the woods that you can kill an elk? If you have any hesitation at all at that thought, you're not going to want to miss tonight's show. You're in the right place. Pull up a chair. Let's get our heads screwed on straight. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by ElkGrows.com. With your host, Gilbert Ornelas, and elk hunting coach, Joe Gilly. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons, doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Hey, welcome back to Elk Camp. We got the coaches in the house, the guide, Joe Gillia and Leroy Chav Chavez. I'm the host of the show, Gilbert Ornelas, live here out of H-Town. We're going to get started tonight. Uh, we sure appreciate Joe and Chav being with us. You guys doing all right in New Mexico tonight? Uh, we're awesome, Doing Gilbert. good. Doing good. Yeah. Fan- fantastic. Well, this show is going to be a barn burner, guys. We, 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 uh, we're going to talk about our mindsets and stuff like that. But first, we want to get started off with a little thing we call Gilbert's Facts, right? Everyone has the potential to become a successful elk hunter. Young, old, poor, rich, tall, small, everybody. But here's the question of the day, and we want to start off with uh, my guy, is Leroy Chav Chavez, right? Uh, uh, Chav, we got some questions here that have been sent in. It says, uh, how much does a person's mindset and their attitude and self-confidence affect their performance as a hunter? 
Well, Gilbert, you know, the mindset is real important. You know, you got to have that confidence and confidence comes from hard work. And by that, I mean, you know, if you're going to be a good shooter, you got to practice a lot and practice in different situations. Don't just go to 20 yards and shoot 30 arrows, go to 30 yards and shoot another 30 arrows and, and so forth. But, you know, vary it up. Just throw the arrows out there and let them land wherever they land and take the shots from there. Uh, shoot different environments because the more you practice uh, being a, a good shot, the better you're going to be and your confidence just shoots up. Now, I've seen you shoot and I've seen Joe shoot. And if an elk is in 70 yards, it's dead. You know, I, I don't have that ability. If it's within 30, I figure I can kill it. Uh, you know, I've been – so with my liability, I'm now practicing further shots, you know, at 40 and 50 and even 60. So my range can now move out to 40, 45, 50. But it's all practice. And, you know, with practice, you got to learn all the skill sets too. You know, that's one skill set. You know, you and Joe have become ex- – you've become an excellent caller. Joe's a professional. You know, I've hunted yeah. uh, 35 years with him. And every time I go out on the field, I know I'm going to get at least one good shot. So I got to pre- prepare myself for that shot because he's going to bring it in, you know, under 30 yards for me, and it's up to me to make that kill. So uh, a lot of the confidence is just practice, practice, practice. And one factor that uh, really has led to to me being real confident on the field is the uh, advent of the GPS. You know, you see elk early in the morning, you see them late at night, but you got to get out there in the dark to get there early in the morning. And you got to stay up to get those bulls coming as darkness approaches. And in the past, I was always looking at my watch like, okay, I got a half hour. I got a half hour. I got to head back to camp. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. one time I hunted late yeah. and uh, I got to camp like four hours later than I should have because what I thought the terrain looked like didn't look like in the dark. And I really got lost for three hours. I was just happened upon a fence fence line that I recognized and was able to get back to camp but now with the GPS you know I'm really confident you know getting out there but uh, you know practice makes perfect and uh, once you develop a lot of skills different skills your opportunity to get an elk uh, rises also you know when I get out in the field now uh, I know if if uh, we can hear an elk or see an elk we're going to get a shot especially when I'm with you or with Joe if we see them first, we're going to get a shot because of two skill sets. Number one is the calling is really important. And number two, uh, with you guys, you know, 60 yards, it's, it's down. You know, if we get a little bit closer, then I can take that shot too. Uh, you know, I've had trouble in the past with, with Knox because I don't know if a lot of you out there know, <laughs> Joe shoots bare, uh, bare bow. You know, that's fingers, no sights, nothing. And he pulls back about, what, 80, 85 pounds? Yeah, about that. And uh, there's no let up in his bow. So when he draws back and, and shoots, he's not going to hold for a long time. Uh, I've been shooting uh, fingers, and uh, I do use sights. But I, I tend to pinch the, the knocks. And it's a small bow, so, uh, you know, it's an ext- extreme pinch. So a lot of times I've messed up because <laughs> of that. And... Uh, this year, I was starting from you. We're fixing that, buddy. Yeah, yeah, Gilbert got me a brand new Matthews. And Welcome I'm, to Team Matthews. <laughs> and I'm now using a release, so I've been practicing already because for me, it's going to be a new experience. With the old bows, I could draw back and shoot almost instantaneously, 
uh, because that's how we practice. Right. You know, right. you know, if it's it a drawback, look, shoot, uh, I'm gonna have to hesitate just a little bit until I get better at it. But it's gonna be practice that'll get me confident when I get on the field. So you know, mindset is really important. You know, you just can't go out there, you know, hoping to shoot a hail mary. You, you know, you you got to know your limitations too. Right. Yeah, you know, I, I coach girls softball, and, you know, we tell the girls all the time, our players, that, you know, if you don't set goals and have a plan, all we have is a wish, you know. And uh, these – being able to plan and uh, and work and put the work in and, and be consistent consi- – build some consistency in those successes, that builds confidence. And well, – uh, <laughs> And, and, and Joe, I, I'm I'm real curious to hear your answer to the same question that I posed to Chad. Well, before I give my discussion on that, I just want to kind of point out, you know, what Chad's talking about and what you were talking about with your players is that we all have a tendency to do the things that we're good at and kind of uh, push aside those things that we're uncomfortable with or we're not so good at, you know, uh, I'm, I'm real proud of Chav now, uh, doggone it took enough years, but he's put the diaphragm in his mouth and, you know, he's been working on his calling and so that he can contribute to that part of it. And, you know, that's just, wasn't something that was comfortable for him. And it's something that he came to the realization is shoot, you know, uh, I can do this. And that's that's the first thing, and I'm I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes. But most of it is 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 belief, and when you see somebody else that has done something or doing something, and Chav has had guys come into camp, had yourself, uh, shoot, we had uh, Luis come in, and you know, in a year, Luis was making some really really good calls. I mean, he came a long long way. I'd say he's as good as a lot of guys i mean we gave him a lot of guff i mean you gave him a lot of heartache (laughs) he can steal the best cat caller in the country (laughs) but you know we throughout all of that you know he kept going (laughs) sorry Luis. and and i want to add that later on we're going to have uh an actual uh you know short films for joe's going to demonstrate you know the cow calls and and the bugles and everything else and like he said, I just started. So you can see a start, a beginner, and you can see the pro. And hopefully by the end of the uh, the, the uh, our practice sessions, you know, I'll get to the point where I can be uh, proficient. You know, he's, an, he's a professional, and I'm uh, starting to get there. So that's going to be uh, something that you need to look forward to and tune in when we do that because that's so important. It takes your hunting to a different level when you can call, call, and bugle. And you know, that's one thing I'm real proud of is we're given a lot of <clears throat> solid free content here. Uh, we're going to have the calling part of it that's going to be on the Elk Academy. All the videos will be there. All of this stuff that you're hearing, you're going to be able to see in video or you're going to be able to, to uh, actually see it in words. People respond different ways. Uh, you know, we talk about the Elk Academy that's in production right now, and I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. So everybody out there, keep tuned in for that as well. Um, our, our podcast is just doing dynamite, man. We're rocking and rolling. We've got uh, 
I have so many people from so many different places that are that are listening to this, and uh, I might even do a shout out to some of those uh, cities that are out there that I've never even heard of before uh, that are watching this. And uh, before I get into my explanation of the where we're going with this, I, I need to please request everybody out there go on to our uh, podcast, and I need you to rate it. I need you to subscribe to it. Uh, please go over to our YouTube channel, our Elk Bros YouTube channel, and please subscribe to that. There's some things we'd like to do, and until we get a certain amount of subscribers, that kind of limits us. And I know most of y'all are, are audio listeners, but uh, we're, we're going to have you know some tips and tricks coming up that you're going to want to see, so that's going to be on that YouTube channel. So going back to what you were talking about, Gilbert, you were talking about you know how – I feel um, about the things that define self confidence. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Mindset and attitude, things that you do to build confidence, right? And how important it is because, you know, first of all, it is everything. It's everything. Because if you do not believe in yourself, if you don't have trust in your abilities, then you're just out there doing a day hike you're hoping to stumble across something you're hoping that you know uh, uh, an animal just happens upon you and, and maybe you're a good shot and you can make that happen but you, you're not really if you don't believe in yourself and your abilities and you don't have that faith that every time you can go into those woods that you can take an animal well you're in the right place because we want to help you with that you know uh, one thing we always taught our kids was WWD plus PMA equals success. And for those that have never heard that before, WWD, work, will, and desire, plus a positive mental attitude. You put those things together and you can do anything. You can do anything that you want. If you can see it and you're willing to do something to achieve that, you can achieve anything. And I, I've said in some of the writings I've done, you've heard me say it on the podcast, uh, but the moment, the exact moment that you decide that you want to be a better elk hunter, in the moment that you decide that, you immediately are because you've changed your focus. You've changed your direction. You've changed your purpose. So, that's one thing that I want everybody to understand. So I, I tell you, I say that there's five, uh, there's a ring of success, basically. And what that is, those five things that take up that ring of success is confidence, number one, belief and trust in yourself, your abilities to accomplish a goal. Number two is ability. In other words, the skill sets needed to accomplish that goal. Number three, the tough one for a lot of people sometimes is work. You know, the amount of effort that you're going to put towards your goal or goals to achieve those. You know, how much are you willing to do towards that? The fourth one is performance or the outcome or result. So if I have confidence and I believe that I can do something and I, and I go and I work on my abilities and I put that effort into it, then my performance is going to show for it. You know, 
a real critical part, though, to that ring of success and all those going together is going to be perspective. Because you think about it, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to keep everything in perspective, right? I mean, uh, all of all of the things that we're talking about, it has to be. I mean, we talk about managing expectations, right? Uh, being in shape, uh, shooting at various distances from our knees, being right. able to close the deal—all of those things help build confidence. If you aren't, if you aren't ready, and you haven't put the work in, it's it's really a a tough. Uh, it's a hard goal to attain if you haven't done those things. Well, so and keeping and things in perspective is paramount. Your, your confidence level relates to all of the things that happen in those other areas. It happens to how much your abilities improve. It relates to your work ethic that you put into it. It re, it's sometimes it's result driven. In other words, if I go out and I and I believe that if I do A, B, and C, and I work for A, B, and C. And I get, see, I accomplish that goal. Well, now, you know, I'm result driven and that helps to really solidify my belief in myself, right? For sure, for sure. But the, the, the reason I throw perspective in there, sometimes pers- perspective can be the horseshoe, you know, and, and what I mean is this, there's guys that, mm, they might think that they have the ability to kill an elk. Uh, their skill sets, they ain't that great, right? Uh, their work ethic, maybe they're not putting the time in. Maybe they shoot right before they're going to head out that year. They dust off the bow and go shoot a little bit, right? And then they go out in the woods and they happen to kill a real nice bull. So here's where perspective comes in. You have to reflect on that. You have to understand that outcome in relation to the what you put into it because some guys will start to think, man, this is easy. I don't have to put in that time, man. I don't have to put in that work. I can still kill an elk. Well, I guarantee you that that might be one out of 20 times. So, and it can happen the other way. You know, we have a good friend that shoots all the time, hunts in the off season, hunts small game. Oh, by the way, before I get past that, is you want to build your confidence Get out there and hunt those rabbits, hunt those squirrels, hunt those other games in the other season. That's going to help you a ton. But we have a buddy that he does all of that stuff, man. He works at it, works at his calling, works at everything that he does in the hunting. Gets in good position, has the animal, so a bad shot happens, right? So that's where relating that outcome, that result, having perspective, too, on that is important because some of those people are like, well, heck, man, it, they let it blow their confidence because they're like, I did everything and, you know, I wounded an animal. Well, crap happens. That's for sure. all I can tell you. But it did Especially not happen. Oh, man. But it did <clears throat> not happen from him not doing the right things. Just like some people can have success, what they consider success. You know, when I when I look at somebody that, ends up getting a bull that smells like cigarettes as they're smoking through the woods and they're out of shape and they don't call (laughs) worth a darn and stuff like that. You know, that's, that's opportunity coming along that they got to take advantage of is what it is going to happen. If you want, I guess the important thing is, is 
you want continued success year after year. So that ring right there of items has to occur. You know, it, it, and if somebody, yeah, my, my, my grandpa ahead. would say a, a blind hog could find an acre sooner or later, sooner or later. <laughs> yes, sir. Right. That's exactly right. You know, but man, I, I, I tell you the wolf that works on his game, He's yeah. going to find that pig every time. <laughs> he's, going eat, he's going to eat every night. That's right. He's going to eat every night. So uh, those are the things that, that I think are important that people understand that confidence, your confidence is part of that ring of developing your abilities, working at it. There is no magic wand. You got to work. You got to be out there. Shoot. You got to be out there getting in shape. You know, uh, when, you and I first met Gilbert and you wanted to hunt with me. You know, I, I don't blow smoke, man. I, I, I told you, uh, it would not do for you to hunt with me and my style at the condition that you were in at that time. For sure. However, I didn't just say it wouldn't work for you. Right. Right. So I, I told you, you know, if you put in the work, cause man, you know, I, I know that you've got a great ability to shoot, to close. Uh, you listen really good. You learn like a doggone sponge. I mean, you just soak everything in. And that's what I hope our viewers are doing. They're soaking all this stuff in. And I knew that all you needed was to take that part that you loved all the other stuff. You love shooting that bow, right? Yeah, yeah. But you had to tend to the thing that, you didn't enjoy and no doubt and make some sacrifices mm -hmm. and it's not easy, but look what it's done for you. Oh man, it's better than my life, you know, uh, from head to toe, you know, uh, everything's gotten better. So, uh, I now have you guys to thank for that, you know, and, and I fell in love with elk hunting and, uh, and just the thrill of the chase, uh, being in camp with you guys. I knew that for me to be successful going forward, and I wish I'd have done it at a lot earlier age. I think it would have helped tremendously in a lot of other aspects of my life. But, you know, starting at 40 was, that was, you know, where God put me. And I'm here today because of it. I love it. I'm, you know, we're doing this because we do love to elk hunt. And we're hoping to help guys who have that type of passion want to come and, and uh, be part of the brotherhood. Well, and, and all those people, you know, listen, guys and ladies that are out there, elk hunting is equal opportunity enjoyment. I mean, sure. it does not matter. <laughs> you know, Chab is 145 pounds soaking wet. I'm 215 pounds over here. Uh, this guy has taken a lot of elk. Um, he doesn't pull the kind of weight I do, but he hunts within his himself. He's confident within his abilities. And what's cool about that is, is he's expanding them. You know, I think you were talking about how guy, like you're shooting a little further and stuff like that. And, you know, I've heard people ask, well, why is a guy shooting at, at 70 yards? Why are they shooting at 80 yards in, in, in practice? You know, I'll tell you this, uh, out of the last 33 elk I've killed over the years, um, probably – three, four were shot over 40 yards, uh, probably half of them 20 yards and under, you know. 
So that's up close and personal. So when I'm practicing those long shots, and we're going to talk about that in, in improving your shooting, that's one of the skill sets you got to improve. But one of the reasons that I shoot those long shots is that if you want a tight 30, in other words, you want tight groups at 30 yards, shoot at 60. For sure. Because, you know, you can start out at that 20 yard and kind of pepper just a little bit and you can go back to 30 and you kind of keep them in there well when you go back to that 50 and 60 and then you jump back in it just changes your whole focus and and i think that's a, a good lesson in itself mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but i think i think chad brings up a good point chad talked about staying within his uh his level of expertise right understanding where he's managed his expectations. He understands that this is what he feels like his efficient killing zone. Right. Right. Uh, And understanding that he can make those shots and not going past that. There is a huge temptation when you close the gap to 70, 65, 70 yards with a bull standing, right. There is a huge temptation to go ahead and, and, and do it. But if you're not proficient, and you've not practiced that a bunch. I just wouldn't not – I would recommend you not take that shot. Sometimes stay, the stay best shot you. that you can take is no shot at all. For sure. Right. For sure. If, if, you, if you think that, uh, that it's a marginal shot, don't as soon it. as you think, you don't take it. You right. know, uh, we've talked a lot about why we hunt and our responsibility as hunters. And uh, for you to take a, a, an ethical – responsible shot because there's enough things that can go wrong anyway and yeah, and and sure. for you people you know I, I always want to remember and we got to remember as a group you know I, I i work with rifle hunters all the time and that's the same thing for them you got guys there that they're comfortable at 200 250 yards and you know all of a sudden there's one or 400 yards and somebody's telling them take that shot and they take a bad shot and then afterwards they're like well i just wasn't comfortable you know I didn't feel good with the shot. Well, number one, you have the gun in your hands. That's right. That animal that you're shooting at is your responsibility. If you are not comfortable, do not take the shot. Get closer. Work right. the animal. Hunt the hunt. You know, that's, that's the honor of the hunt is, you know, we hunt the hunt. We just don't go out and just blow it you know, up. I've, I've, I've passed some shots that I probably could have took, but I, in my, in my, my mind, I knew that it was marginal. Right. Right. And I've made some dumb, dumb decisions and I've made some decisions to try to put an arrow in places that man, I probably shouldn't have. Right. But if I can see it and I, I have a window that I can thread it in, uh, I'll put the work in, you know, Joe, we, we hunt, we shoot out to a hundred, 125 yards. Right. And uh, I'm not scared if I get an elk within 60, 70 yards, 80 yards, if everything's right and he's standing right and he's not at full alert, he doesn't even know we're there, the wind's right. He, you know, there, there are so many factors that go into closing that deal. But I've put the work in to know where to put that arrow, right? I, I've studied that animal the way he's standing, again, his, his body language, the herd's body language. Uh, the whole, all of that goes into, if you got an arrow, an animal staring at you down at 60, 65 yards, it's probably not an, uh, a time to send that arrow because he's going to move before the arrow gets there. That's definitely and, and, right. not the time to do it. 
so you got to really be understanding of that animal and angles and, and bow hunting in general, right? And the more you do it, the more you, and the more you listen to stuff like this, this content, the more it's going to check you up on some of the things that you've probably done and we've probably lived through with some, you know, high anxiety, high anxiety moments in camp after we've done it, right? <laughs> right, so, right. I know I've been there. I've been there. Uh-huh. I've lived through three or four anxious moments. And, uh, you know, and they're all due to uh, marginal things that I've done, you know, knowing right. that I shouldn't have done something. And and for me, uh, it's all been a process and all been a learning process. You know? Well, you know, we hunted with two guys that in, in our camp, R.C. and Carl, that that shot stick bows and uh they were not going to shoot an animal over 20 yards they stayed true to themselves they stayed within themselves and for all you guys that are new out there you know if you don't think that you're capable of getting a 20 yard shot on an animal think again i'm telling you um believe it because it's being done and that's the first thing i think for people that are trying to develop confidence is, you know, a lot of people don't believe something can happen until other people are doing it. Right. And uh, once you see other people doing it, then, you know, Hey, I, I guess I could do that too. I mean, it can happen. And, and, you know, getting that close and, and it's so much fun. It is such an experience. It is such uh that's my high man is is getting in so close that you know uh i'm i'm seeing the whiskers on the nose i'm you know i'm smelling that animal i'm experiencing things that people will never experience so uh i i want to first of all to to the question of how does a person improve their confidence as a hunter i want them to understand that ring of success of that that confidence, ability, work, performance, and perspective, all of those work together. You, each part of those have a part in that confidence being built in you. So it's a process. And the cool thing is, is by listening to things like this, by listening to people like Chav and Gilbert, and go, I mean, man, there are so many sources on YouTube you know, uh, and there's so many other sources out there. You know, uh, uh, Corey Jacobson has an incredible course out there. He does wonderful stuff out there. Um, there's, uh, you know, all kinds of guys that are doing videos that are teaching, that are, that are showing you how elk act and react and talking to you about how to pattern, how to do groups, how to set your bow, anything and everything. So, you can improve your learning curve people that want to actually better probably than a lot of people that go hunt year to year because, you know, whenever we do a safety thing um, before one of our hunts, we always say that probably the safest, the people that follow the rules and are the safest and are probably the most responsible are kids because sure. Because kids have just taken their their course. They've taken their safety course. They don't want to mess up. They want to learn as much as possible. They want to be sponges. And and a lot of times, that's a great, actually, that's a great position to be in. You know what I mean? For sure. Yep. So let me talk about part two. 
part two of, and, uh, and I'm saying part two and what we're talking about now, uh, for you guys that are listening to this and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're going to, uh, not get through all this information. This is just going to be one part of a, a podcast on confidence. So we're going to continue this when we're done and, and we'll do a part two for you. But the part two of what we're talking about tonight and the part that I want to get into is goal setting. And like you were talking about, Gilbert, you know, a, a person without a plan is a person lost, right? For sure. You know, yep. you have to set goals in. Yeah, otherwise them. a wish. You know? Yeah, that, that's all. It's a hope, yeah. right? You know, hope's a wonderful thing. But, you know, you get out there and you do some grassroots and you put some work in and, and you believe you make it happen. So the first thing I think you need to do is you need to define and understand your ultimate goal. And for the purpose of what we're doing here, each and every one of you, your ultimate goal should be to fill your tag. Now, there's a lot of other goals and a lot of other fulfillment and a lot of other uh, things that are going to happen in that journey because I'll remind you, that shot, that kill, that moment is seconds. Seconds as compared to the year you spent dreaming, the months you spent preparing the days that you spent hiking the hours that you spent chasing all the sweat blood and tears man that is just a small part of it but that is your ultimate goal if that is not your ultimate goal then you're listening to the wrong podcast because our number one goal as your elk hunting coaches is to help you do just that for you to fill your elk tag that is your ultimate goal of success there. And, you know, we hope to teach you a lot of other things that make it a fulfilling and quality experience along the way, but that is our ultimate goal. That has to be defined at this point, just so that you understand that. Uh, am I saying that, you know, that it's about the kill? No, I'm not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. Right your goal is to fill that tag to, to bring that home. But there's so much more and so much more reason for what we do. Right. Yeah. You know, Joe, when I first started, when I was 40 years old, I wanted to go up with the story's been told a hundred times. I wanted to go on a, on a real elk hunt, right. A real bow hunt. Well, when I finally got there, I was like, what in the hell did I ask for? at (laughs) At the end of the day, Holy crap, man. You know, we walked uphill going and coming, and, I mean, I about died the first morning. And I know Carl had to have thought, that fat son of a gun, man, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to carry his ass all the way up to this top of this mountain. Uh, for me, for me, killing an elk was important um, when I first started out, but it wasn't about just any elk. It was about the elk. I had it in my mind that I wanted to kill a nice bull, and I passed a lot of – and I'm saying this from a perspective point of view because I have elk hunted the last nine years. I wanted to kill the bull, right? A big bull. Uh, and I was okay. It was my money and I was spending it. Uh, so I was okay with going home with tag soup. But let me tell you something. As, as, I, got, as I got into this a little bit more, as I got into 
how, how the hunt progresses and how you progress as an elk hunter, it got a whole lot less about how big the horns were. Okay. Right. Got a whole lot less about that than it was about me closing the deal. And, uh, I ended up killing a really good bull for my first one. I could probably quit and never kill another bull and be happy the rest of my life. I could shoot cows because for me, it is about filling tags. Now Uh, I love to eat, eat elk meat. And so does my family. Uh, I've been, I've been with some tremendous guides, some great people, but and I've killed some really good bulls, but at the end of the day, I wished when I first was started, I would have had this. It would have changed my perspective on on what a hunt was for me. And I'm telling you, I had I, I drove Carl and RC crazy for the first two and a half, three years, passing nice bulls instead of and not taking the shot. Right? I mean, right. I can't. I was with you several times, and you're like, "Oh my God, this guy hasn't killed a bull, and he's passing." You know, we've called him within seven feet and, you know, didn't get it done. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think every person will have a perspective on what, uh, what a hunt means, a successful hunt means for them. But if you can learn from some of the things that I've done or Joe or Chav has done, that it is about the ultimate goals about when we step into the woods, I mean, everybody can pay for a nature hike. Right. But at the end of the day, we want to kill, we want to kill a bull. Right. And we want to put him down and pay homage to him and, and, uh, and, you know, move forward with our elk hunting career. So that's, I guess, you know, that's a long way around a a little subject, but at the end of the day, I want people to understand that I had a perspective on what I thought needed to be, uh, my success. And it's changed tremendously. 180. Uh, my license plate is 180 out. And uh, that's exactly how I've done a 180, right? So right. that's how I feel. But, but I, I, I test that to, to you guys and just being with elk, elk traditional guys, right? So well, and, I, I thank, thank you for that. Well, buddy, you, you're more than welcome because you, you've earned everything that you've done. And, uh, you know, as a person that I'm usually the one out calling people and taking them out, I can generally tell when somebody is into a hunt or when they really don't think that they're going to get an animal or that an animal is going that we're going to have that opportunity because you know just when I (laughs) if I go to the side of a ridge and I blow out an elk call it's like some guys think that's time to start unzipping and getting their water and you know (laughs) stuff like that like I I guess I'm tooting just to hear myself toot, you know, and, and, uh, you know, that tells me right away that, you know, uh, they're not expecting to get an answer. They're, they're not feeling like, you know, that's what we're out there for. We're just, we're just taking up time. I've, I've seen guys that, you know, by eight in the morning, they're ready to head back to camp because, you know, I've done my hike for the morning. I need to go and take a nap and eat some food and, you know, uh, uh, there's a time and a place for all that, but you know, mm-hmm. man, if you, if if you are really confident, and you're an elk hunter, man, you are just out there pounding it and working your butt off to make that happen. Yeah, again, like I said, the 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 goal for me was about a bull, right? The the bull, right? 
but I sure wish that I would have listened. You made a comment to me about our third year hunting together was when you, when you kill one, when right. you kill one, it's going to get easier. Right. And that was never more true. And if I would have done that earlier, all of that would have been easier. Right. Right. Because when I did let the first one go and put him down, I got that confidence like you do now, Joe. Every time I step in the woods, I feel like I got it. If I can hear one or see one, I feel like I can get to him and get it done, right? But right. It's and because it, of that, of, of that, of that consistency right. of, of doing the right thing and putting ourselves in the right position to get it done. Well, you know, and I don't fault people that uh, at, at all, at all, you know, uh, like you said, that, yeah, they're going to pass on bulls because they want to take a certain bull because that's the goal they've set for themselves and they feel confident sure. in doing that. Well, amen to that, man. I mean, that, that again is just them applying their skill set to take it just to another level. I, I have no problem with that. You know, a lot of times when I would pass on animals in a hunt is, is just because I love to hunt, man. And sometimes I'm like, man, I don't want it to end this early. You know, I don't. Too early. <laughs> yeah, it's too early. We're going we're gonna to stay out in the woods for a while, you know. And uh, I, I, just I tell you, I, I'm of the opinion, don't ever pass a bull on the first day you'd kill on the last. That's, um, you know, that's, that's something really that we advice. preach to a lot of guys, you know, uh, preach on that. But at the same time, I, I truly, truly believe Gilbert. Any day I go into the woods, I can kill an animal. So that's that's something towards why I might pass on day one. And and it's almost haunted us. I mean, shoot, well, several times. I mean, my, my wife thinks that, and my sister-in-law, that me and Chab do it on purpose, man, that we wait till last day, last hour yeah. <laughs> to shoot, to <laughs> so shoot an animal. stay the whole time. There were so yeah. many times, right? Yeah. Oh, we've done it so many so times. Many times. So, you know, that, that's, that's just what it is. So I'm going to take us back to, um, I had talked about goal setting and defining yes. that. And, you know, when I talked about that ring of success and remember one of those rings was performance was the result. Well, what I like to tell guys is this, is if you want to work on your confidence, then you have to visualize your result. You know, you have to be able to see and believe in that. And so for you guys that are out there right now, um, if you're driving, please don't do this. <laughs> you can do it another way. <laughs> but if you're just sitting there, I want you to do this. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to visualize your ultimate goal. And if at some point this becomes blurry because you have no idea or you don't have the background for it, no worries. You'll learn how to fill all this in with us as we go. But I, I want you to prepare to see your bull in front of you. And what we're going to do is we're going to work backwards from there. All right? I want you to see that bull in front of you. Okay? Now, I want you to see that spot where your arrow or where your bullet has made its impact. Where is that impact located? Where do you want that to be? Okay? Why is it located there? Is it just above that elbow 
where that crease is lined up with that leg? Uh, if that animal was quartering away, is it lined up with the opposite leg instead of the onside leg? Do you like that quartering away shot, that prime shot like that? But I want you to see that. Okay, from the impact, I want you to visualize the distance and the trajectory from that animal back to you. If you're a bow hunter, whatever that is. If you're a rifle hunter, whatever that distance is for you. Okay, visualize the distance. Your comfort zone. Your optimum time for your success on this bull. Is it 30 yards? Is it 40 yards? What are you seeing this as? Because this is what you can believe can happen. If you're a rifle hunter, is that 250? Is that 300? Whatever your comfort zone. Okay. Feel the squeeze. Feel the trigger. Feel your fingers releasing that string. Is it just like the hundreds of times before? Because that's what it takes for you to have that feel that happens each and every time. It's got to happen multiple time, after time, after time. We call that muscle memory. Muscle memory. Right? Mm -hmm. It'll yeah. happen automatically when you know you did it sometime. I can tell you this. I have shot animals that I never remember releasing the arrow. So think about that. All right, now, the distance is right, totally in your range. You got that down. You see the bull in position for a killing shot because we're working backwards now. You see that position for a killing shot. Are you using a release, a sight, a scope, whatever you have? You got to see yourself looking through it. How does your ankle feel, anchor feel or your cheek on that stock? Is it comfortable? Is it out of place? Is it too low? Is it locked in? What are you feeling there? The background behind the animal, clear? No skylining, safe, right? Your line of sight, no obstruction. Or like Gilbert said, You've practiced that shot. You know that that arrow or bullet is rising so many yards out that it's going to go over that rock, that it's going to go under that limb because you have shot it hundreds of times, and you put yourself in positions to shoot that. You draw back. It's silent. No squeaks. Your gun rest is solid. No binding when you raise your arms to aim or draw. No sound from your pack straps as your shoulders do that rise up. Are you standing? Are you kneeling? Are you sitting? See yourself. Yep. When? Still perfect. Visualize your setup with the bull coming into range. Think about that. Shooting lanes, right, left, center. That's what you're thinking about. Where's my shooting lanes? I'm putting myself in optimum position for that animal coming in on me, okay? See the stalk, the calling, moving in on the bull. How's the wind? Another few yards, controlling your breathing. How's the wind? Still a ways out. You're cutting the distance. Got to get up that hill. How's the wind? Finally, a response to your bugle. Now, we just did everything in reverse from our success backwards. And by doing that, you can pick out everything that you need to work on and how everything flows. 
going forward, it's going to happen fast. Break it down coming back, okay? What you just visualize is you successfully killing your bull elk with preparation. Each step will become more and more clear. With that preparation, that confidence level goes up. Why, Gilbert, are you going to take that shot where you look at that and you only have that window, right? Absolutely. And you've got that limb that is covering that kill zone halfway between you and that animal. Why are you taking that shot? Because I've taken it a thousand times before. We prepare for that. We we shoot in that type of atmosphere. We put stuff in our way. We shoot with things in our way. We know what our arrow is going to do, and uh, we believe that we can make that shot at any time. And you know with that limb halfway between you covering that kill zone, your arrow is still rising and going to drop right in. Absolutely. Made, right? that, sh- made that shot three years ago. Because mm-hmm. you understand the trajectory. These, these are the things that I'm talking about. These are the things that that preparation – and making those things clear is going to give you more confidence. With practice, each step will become more familiar, more automatic, a part of your auto response system. If you can see it, if you believe it, you can do it. Yeah, okay? that, that's powerful stuff, the, being able to play back a scenario from a kill, right? I mean, that's so powerful. Uh, our listeners today are going to be – uh, well-informed because I, I've never played back a kill like that. But as we were going through that, I played back one. It was fantastic. And that, it, you know, when you, when you do that and you get the opportunity to, man, it, it's almost like in replay and rewind For and, sure. and think about those things so that now when you do that backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, you then, I, you remember like, you know, your first basketball game when you were coaching the first basketball game of a year and, and it was like, it just went way the pace. Yeah. You just couldn't. I mean, it's like, man, I should have called timeout a long time ago, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, then I've been there for sure. And as you do things more and more, it just slows it, it slows down. the game down. Right. Right. And, yeah. and that's what I'm trying to tell you right now. If you are doing these things, you're already developing confidence. There's your key right there. And, uh, you know, uh, step two, we'll go into the next podcast. We're going to be talking about identifying the small goals on that. But I've just given you a lot to think about, Chab and, and Gilbert and the people out there. And I want you all to do me a favor and kind of play their part. And, from what we just discussed, is there anything that comes to your mind? Well, can you go back to the ring of success, the factors that make that up, the the aspects? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, the ring? When you, yeah, when you talk about um, the WWD plus PMA, is that what you're talking about, Chad? I think he's talking about the ring or the five parts, yeah. confidence, ability, oh, yeah. work, the confidence, ability, and, work, performance, perspective. and perspective. Right. Yeah, and the comment I wanted to make was those five factors equal consistency. So when you get oh, in the absolutely. field, you have an opportunity every time. You know, confidence, ability, work, performance, and perspective gives you consistency. So that when you get on the, out there 
in the field, you're going to have an opportunity. Yeah, you know, we make a comment all the time to our players to slow the game down, especially our catchers, because, you know, they're truly the quarterbacks of of our offense and our defense, uh, mainly our defense. So we want them to slow the game down. They have the ball. They have the ability to slow the game down and make good decisions for their defenses, right? Right. So it's the same thing. It's the confidence to be able to make those decisions, the ability, the work that you put in every day at practice to know that you can do it. And then the performance, having success, outcomes, are you working on that? There's no difference in when you've played sports or when you doing when we're doing what we're doing here, right? Well, so, and, and then the if you fall short, if you fall short right. in that performance, you still look back to well, what work did I put in? What skill sets do I still lack? So that uh, that perspective of your performance, that understanding of it's critical. Well, and I think you got to take some wins in there, right? Even right. though if you've had some failure, you've got to relish with some of the small wins that you've had, right? Uh, you know, I, we talk to our hitters all the time about hitting the ball hard to help your team win. Not everybody's going to hit 500, but if you hit the ball hard and put it in play, things are going to help you, right? right. The, the game will get easier for you if you're doing the right things. Sometimes the stats won't show that, but at the end of the day, you're putting the work in and you're seeing success trying to help your team win. And and so you take take real, you know, okay, we went 0 for 4, but we hit the ball hard, line drives right at people four times. We know as a coach that those balls are going to start finding pockets to fall, right? It's right. the same thing with us, right? If, you know, there are a lot of things that can go wrong on an elk hunt and more things have to go right for it to, to work out, right? All the, star, all the stars have to align. You, me, everybody been there and we didn't see that limb in front of us and we hit it or whatever it may be. Chavs had a knock fall off. Those <laughs> yeah. kinds of mechanical errors happen, right? Yeah. But, so from lear- learning from that, we make the uh, the adjustments to get better. But you know, take take confidence in that we we did get in range. We did get that animal to do what we wanted to do, and so we work on the other part of our game that wasn't successful. Exactly. Right? So that that's where that's that perspective huge. is huge, and exactly what you're talking about, Gilbert. You've you've got to understand and relate relate that outcome to the rest of your parts. And now I, I want everybody that's listening to understand this too. Is we talked about what your ultimate goal is, and you know that's like me saying, well. Um, my goal is to get on the moon, you know, well, shoot, man, uh, I might have that as a goal, but I'm going to need some smaller goals, some steps to get me there. You know, there's no way I'm just, (laughs) unless I lock and load, somebody shoots my butt up there, but it ain't going to happen the way it should. So uh, the next part of this is we're going to talk about how to set those small goals so that each and every one of you can achieve that larger goal. Well, we're looking forward to that, Joe. It won't take us too long to get get into that because we've already covered so much of this. But I think you're right. It's the finer detail things that really build into those five five essences that we need to be successful. So I'm looking forward to – to that pod, that next podcast and working with you guys. I, I sure appreciate y'all tonight. Uh, we appreciate all our listeners. Thank you for everybody that's rated us 
again, if you have any questions, you can go to info at elkbros.com. The web is live. Uh, we enjoy every minute of this. Uh, it, you know, Brother Joe sent me some stats. I was staggered, you know, over <clears throat> 200 cities and five countries. And I mean, I, I can't, I can't believe that. So, uh, we, we appreciate all our listeners and everybody out there and, uh, we welcome you back to elk camp here next week. And, uh, can't thank Joe and Chav enough for, for, uh, hosting the show with us today. And, uh, we look forward to being back at elk camp. We appreciate everything from everybody tonight. God bless y'all. Yeah, thank you, buddy, and uh, you have a good night, and each and every one of you people out there, man, keep dreaming about it. The draw's coming here in New Mexico on the 24th. Uh, Absolutely. We hope uh, you get that gift, all right? Back at El Camp. Got our fingers crossed. (laughs) Absolutely. Good night. Good night. Good night.